0: Do you want to go to rugby heaven? Let's go back to 1987 with Squidge. With Squidge. Let's go back to 87 with Squidge.
2: Hello and welcome to the Squidge the Rugby World Cup Retrospective Podcast. Uh, If anyone is looking for the Squidge the Australian Local News from 1987 Retrospective Podcast that will follow this one, uh, that'll be on on after this one. But in the meantime, I am here to talk about the rugby that happened in 1987. Uh, I'm joined as ever by my brother, Mr Will Owen, how are you doing? I am all right, you know, and it's really cool having brothers on this podcast, isn't it? It's a great format. It's a great format. I'm glad we're leaning into even harder, as I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back from Draft Rugby, Uh, they're on for the 2011 series, and I'm beyond delighted to have our correspondents for games where a Tier 2 nation drops a goal whilst miles behind against Australia (laughs) back,
3: Harry and Nelson Dale.
2: How are we doing? Yeah. Good boys. Like,
3: awesome to be back. I, I loved the music for the lead-in into- to this one as well. The-, the music. I don't know who's been doing that for you guys, but that's mm-hmm. that's some quality stuff. Almost yes. as-, as good quality as this rugby. I don't know. This rugby was <laughs> on point. No handling errors or anything.
2: Oh, the- <laughs> never. Not a single one. Uh, it's Tom Rosenfall who does the mm-hmm. music, who is fantastic and worth looking up, if anyone Yeah. Was. If oh, you yes. ever look at a sad Spotify playlist, which I do all the time, Tom <laughs> Rosenthal is always on there. Like the algorithm loves him on Spotify. <laughs> His <laughs> discography is equal parts. Yeah, like Spotify sad playlist songs. And then here's a really silly song about jam. Yeah. know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you way- guys know him? What's the yeah, guy? I'm, I, he, he liked the videos. They liked the stuff I was making on YouTube. So he kind of read it out to me. Uh, so I've got to know him reasonably well now. I am the person he texts every time he's watching rugby. So <laughs> whenever he's watching the Six Nations or anything, he'll just text me asking, "Like, is Finn Russell
1: always like this?"
2: <laughs> I, I don't know him yet, but
1: one day I'll make him my friend. It's uh, <laughs> my mission. I assume that I means he's sent you a few texts saying, eh, "Mate, when are you going to when are you going to drop my name in the pod?" Like, come on, week after <laughs> <laughs> week about footy. <laughs>
2: It's just we're we so focused on uh, the rugby content, the pure rugby that uh, yeah. we like to we are so
1: entirely focused.
2: Yeah. How have you two been? How has the last last year, I guess, or however long it's been, treated you?
1: I think it's uh, like everyone else. It's just the ups and downs of COVID. So we uh, we both got it now. Yeah, since uh, we don't since have it now. Week. Not yeah. right now. <laughs> We've had it. Yeah. But uh, we did get our best podcast done when we were in COVID, because we when we had COVID, because we just had so much time. But mate, going very well. Just um, this is the the kind of like the green light period in Australia for weddings and and big events because <laughs> they've all been delayed for the past three years. So I had a wedding Friday night and Saturday oh. night uh, up and down the coast this week, and uh, that's pretty normal practice at the moment. I think we've had six in the last two months. <laughs> Wow. I think you had, a few you, you had a few big events as well
3: yeah I think I'm in about six
1: I had three three weeks in a
3: row so it's been a pretty social period of time and there's some good footy happening over here as well so
2: can't complain just want to clarify then, there were other people's what you didn't get married six times no we're not <laughs> we don't get divorced and married and although yeah. you know if you do
3: that well you can make a bit of money I think you, you know some generous people inviting them over again but no look we are just acquaintances. I think you know. Have you seen the movie? It's actually a documentary. The wedding crashes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we're, the, we're the tame you, version of that. You are. It was, you it, are. Was a, it was originally meant to be about us, but then they realised having to leave early because your wives had a headache just wasn't as good TV. So they made a single. So.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which one of you is Owen Wilson? Who's Vince Vaughn? Um, I'm Vince Vaughn. Which so, is the? Which yeah, is I, was, the I was about to say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry's I'm very good. much the, the old Like if I sit worst.
3: out, just you can not everyone can can say this, but yeah, Harry's <laughs> the little one.
2: <laughs> the game we are here to talk about today is Australia's 47-12 win over the United States of the America. On that similar we were saying this just before we start recording. How familiar were you both with this kind of era of Australia? Was it mostly kind of odd replays of the following World Cup or yeah, look, I, I think it is the, the next World Cups where it really sort of
3: started to make a, you know, a bit more of an impression. Mind mm. you, I was born in 91, so it's not like we were watching the, this footy back then. But, I mean, the, a few of the names here, especially in the, the back line for the Wallabies, they, they stand out for us. And it was good to, to be able to watch some of, you know, Campo as an example. Campo mm. easy, big game. Good to see some of the good things he does and the bad things he does. But also you can see how much, you know, hot air he blows up himself.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great to see David Campese and not hear him, which is yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that's interesting is we looked on previous Australian episodes of this podcast about like, oh my god, this is so cool. We're watching Michael Liner before he became good, and it turns out he became good the day before this game.
3: he was really good i listened to your last he was so good i listened to your last aussie pod and you guys were crapping on him. and i didn't watch that
2: game so it's i'm not calling you out but he was pretty good in this yeah yeah yeah. he was outstanding yeah and obviously we'll come on to the stuff he does but like it was really strange to go like oh okay it's just as soon as he plays against
1: crap opposition like he has no pressure on him type thing
2: thing i was was gonna say
1: my my takeaway was that the back line was just electric in this game Mm. right and Maybe that was just because we're playing a D2 Nation, but I've walked away going, I still don't know who most of our forward pack are, but our back line, they're surely the World 15 back line. They have to be. Every single one.
2: I had this thought whilst watching the game that I remember so few of the forwards from all of the teams. Yeah. <laughs> and we've watched so many games in this World Cup now. We've we're mm. you know, safely in double figures. We're like halfway through the World Cup. And I forget most of the forward pack. For every nation. I think
3: the vibe I was getting watching this is in that era, if you were skilled, you play in the backs. If you were tall or kind of chunky, you played in the forwards. Like Mm. you didn't actually have to be good at at footy. You also needed a moustache. And a moustache. (laughs) (laughs) moustache. Yeah, there was definitely some moustaches running around and a very nice mullet from my namesake,
1: Nelson. Mm. He was very good at the fullback for Mm. for USA. He impressed me a fair bit. Mainly because you just love hearing your own name. His name was Ray Nelson, so <laughs> that was pretty
2: good. Yeah, no, love love Ray Nelson. He has the most extravagant hair on the pitch as well, which is you know going some distance in that USA. Also, my favorite thing is he just isn't American. <laughs> he just seemingly got no What's ties. He he's from Glasgow. He's Scottish, and he just turned <laughs> up one day and played for the USA. And he never. There's no record of how he's qualified. He's not like none of his parents are American. He's just He just turned up and was like, hey, you're right, lads. I am from Kansas. And everyone was like, okay, <laughs> sure. I've I mean, just I've... clocked right now that the USA had a, a prop called Butch Horworth, and I had no idea he played. <laughs> it's a good name, though. It's a good name. Great name. It's not <laughs> as good as like, I think the best name we've seen in the World Cup so far
1: is Neville Cloppers. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> to stop that. Who does Neville Cloppers play for?
2: I, I think it's Zimbabwe, maybe?
1: Aww. Ah, of course. Yeah. The mighty Zimbabwean rugby team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The
2: mighty
1: club. Speaking of, of, uh, of eligibility, about our halfback, Brian Smith, if you're wondering about how you can just play for whoever you want, after this World Cup, he then went over and played for Ireland for nine caps in the following three years as a fly half. Just <laughs> change. Play for whoever you want. No problem. That's a great really like no idea.
3: <laughs> That's where we're at now as well. I think J- Jack Dempsey's been talked about playing for mm. Scotland against Australia. He eligible a few weeks before, so
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a big stitch. Yeah, yeah I would love it. to see that. Yeah, so, I'm. I'm just all four players playing for as many nations as possible. I yeah. especially Tier two, two nations like Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> and Wales these days. You know, yeah. Italy's well, little bitches, Wales.
1: That's the problem. Clearly, Australia and Wales have had such a tough time. With, uh, the, the rugby nation's always just pitting against us, and we're the ones that have really suffered <laughs> yeah. from these rules in the past. Definitely. But we're definitely not getting any players that are deciding after playing for another country they're going to come play for Australia, either. Uh We could have Nadolo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be
2: tasty.
1: He's
3: going to be close.
1: Yeah, he can come back. I mean, and- Mac Hansen's probably going to play again, though. So I he might not. Uh,
0: yet.
2: Look, I, I've been playing on and off for the last like year, rugby union manager free, uh, yep. And in my version of that game, Mac Hansen is the World Cup winning fly half for the Wallabies. <laughs> 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 Which it is a, yeah, fascinating world to have fallen into. To kind of see this world where like Owen Farrell has four caps <laughs> and yet Matt Mans is a World Cup winning fly half for well, a different
3: if, nation. If we win the World Cup, we we might need you to come and manage
2: rugby over here. It sounds like a pretty good thing. Manage all the of these for us. I've just won uh amongst the European Cup. It was a it was a hell of an occasion. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't joke about these things. He's really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> should we look at the t- should we look at the Australia team? Yeah. yeah we just yeah. touched on it a bit. Um sure. I didn't realize until after finishing. I saw Brian Smith at Scrum Arth and I went, "Huh, look at this interesting little guy." And I didn't realize it's the coach Brian Smith. I didn't yes. put that together. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He coached at London Irish and a couple uh, of London Irish, right? who's England tack coach, and famously is basically Eddie Jones's like arch nemesis. Of course, of they course. desperately hate each other. Um, <clears> that they coached in Australia against each other, and then they both went to Japan at the same time and coached in the league in Japan. And then when. It, Brian Smith was at London Irish, Eddie Jones was at Saracens, and they just really hate each other, and it's great. They just have this like ongoing, desperate, desperate like feud with each other, and Eddie Jones is so clearly won at this point. But he's still full of resentment for Brian Smith. <laughs> Every day he sends him a really resentful Yeah, like text he brought him up during saying, the Six Nations, like how, oh, you know, Brian Smith did this to me once, and I still hate him for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Eddie Jones. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. the man played international footy for what five years and then went over and played rugby league and i we knew him as the australian sevens men's sevens coach for many mm. years as well and uh, they always talk about him as the ex-rugby league player so the guy oh. played for whale uh, the wallabies and Ireland, yeah. and yet he's a rugby league player and every single time his name gets brought up i just don't understand <laughs> makes no sense
2: in several positions was yeah. you know pretty good career as well like when he went over and played for Ireland, he played for Leicester Tigers, you know uh, won the premiership with them, one of the first few years of the premiership. like had a good union career as well mm. as being. And you,
1: you wouldn't know, think it from this game, over. would you?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he was hot and cold man. If David Cammbesey, turns into the most prolific tri-scorer of all time, watching mm. this game, then Brian Smith's got to be at least half decent. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, very true, very true. But yeah, so Brian Smith is probably the notable change in that back line, so you've still got yeah. liner slack. Campisi. Andrew Leeds comes in at fullback, who I wasn't particularly familiar with, but I quite like the look of. Still uh, goes Burk on to on play wing. for Leicester Tigers, does he? There's mm-hmm. a strong, weird like Leicester Tigers connection through, and I guess maybe it's Bob Dwyer was their coach at the time uh, and just brought over loads of Australians at once. <laughs> but yes, like weird the future Leicester Tigers connection throughout this whole Wallabies team. Yeah.
3: yeah, we were touching on like he was another one. Um, Leeds was another one that jumped across to lead. Like mm-hmm. we, we've got. Three, four.
1: Four, th- yeah. four out of the starting backline players for the Wallabies here, and three like more to the NRL a year later. Yeah, wow. and three all all-time guns. at wow. so State. So, we just count them as
2: they're not so good footy players. That's that's where they are.
3: We don't remember them because, we never them. yeah, we never
1: of them
2: <laughs> more like Andrew Leeds Rhinos. Am I right? Because rugby league, hello. <laughs> <are I? laughs> like um, it. then in the, the Australian pack, does anyone care? Do we bother to the Australian <laughs> pack?
1: Well, no, not really. the um, <laughs> Cameron Lillycrap, mate, he's yeah, a, yeah. a fellow physiotherapist. He uh, after we? he played his seven caps for the Wallabies, he then went on and ended up being the physio for them for many years. Was it for the Waratahs as well? Wallabies yeah. and Waratahs. Waratahs.
3: before his time at the Wallabies, there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. Just. Ended up having involved with him for, you know, a completely unique way as well. And another yeah. one,
3: touching on that kind of weird connection here, Jeff Miller for the Wallabies was actually born in the US. It's the open side flanker. Open side flanker. Yeah, came across when he was seven years old, came to Australia and yeah. um, was part of the World Cup winning squad in, in 1991 as well. So,
2: yeah. Wow. So he's more American than any of the actual USA players playing in this game, isn't he? Probably. And the flip side, well, we've
3: had a few of their players as well came across to Australia, spent some time in Australia. Who was it, Harry? It was it was the eight? Vizard? Yeah, I think it was yeah, Vizard.
1: He um no, I'm definitely making that up. It was Tony Ridnell. Tony Ridnell, the lock. Mm. Blindside flame side. Came over to Australia, started playing rugby in Australia
3: for a few years. I think he was nine years old when he came, went back to right. the USA and went, Now nah, I'll play any other sport. <clears throat> Apparently it was an absolute gun at baseball and you know athletics oh. and all this stuff. And then just went, oh, maybe I'll start playing rugby again and then ends up playing in a World Cup.
1: Yeah, wow. So that's, play. There's, there's one other player, guys, in the pack that I thought you would have been massive fans of because I assume he delivered you your, your <laughs> top ever finish in a Rugby World Cup, <laughs> and that's David Cody. So yes. he, he was the first ever Australian player in an international match to be sent off, and that was in that third-place playoff against ah, Wales.
2: Ah,
1: that's so, who it uh, is. Got my eye on him now. Yeah, and nice. I, I haven't looked, but I assume it was the first minute and it was the only reason we lost. I think so. <laughs> it,
2: it's pretty much. Uh, I remember, again, watching the highlights of that game back when I was about 12. And it is. It's like in the first half, he basically does nothing. And we, I suppose we'll get to this on the podcast. But as I remember, he basically does nothing in the referee He just points at the side of the field and tells him to get oh. off. Um, oh, <laughs> considering Can the we... things that don't get red cards in this World Cup so far. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, far, out. Yeah. So, there's some,
3: some big moments of just like head highs and different things like that. And They're like, Yeah, it's okay, I
1: it play. I like that. What was the comment for the shoulder charge? It was like a try saving tackle. Oh. There was a shoulder charge, yes. and they were like cheering about how good the shoulder charge was, <laughs> it was low, it was hard, and it was effective or something. Like yeah, no, it was low really hard and, effective. and definitely
3: illegal
2: nowadays. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a penalty try now, but then if you yeah. just shoulder charge someone as hard as you can, you actively That's rewarded up. no try. <laughs> I don't know if you
3: guys saw as well, um, hello when he got hit mm. really high oh, and that late. One was bad. Um, absolutely brutal. And Harry pointed out they, they walked over and started washing his
1: face like they were washing a car. They had that, you know, those like those num- like number eight kind of shaped squidgies, that yellow squidgies <laughs> yeah. that everyone uses to wash a car. I don't yeah, know. If it's yeah. the same in Wales. They dead said had that, drenched it in a bucket of water, and started just like rubbing it all over his face. It was. It was definitely a dirty tackle, but a different type of dirty. They got confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They definitely watched the wrong player. Yeah, they're not good. That was so weird. Physio's There's come thing, a long man, way, thankfully. Like, I swear. Yeah, like yeah. It, the games come so far. Back in
2: those days, you used to get the like the, the sponge out and watch the players. Now, now they send them through like a big whirring machine, <laughs> <It> spit water <laughs> on them. Two things rotate. Coordinated. Time... It's, it's so much
3: better.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: Every time right. a player gets injured. <laughs> It's just like that, it's along the sideline. They just put them on that chair and just goes through all the different <laughs> yeah. It's it's really effective. It's it's really revolutionized uh injuries in that players get far more injured going through them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they don't get scratched, but
2: they changed this stuff. You can't get scratched anymore. It's all good. And that's it though. Like if they're off the field and getting injured by that, they can't be on the field and getting hit by head highs, you know? Like so they' they're they're fine. It's it's minimizing
1: concussions by sending them for a drive through. Definitely. Definitely. I was going to say, speaking of concussions, did you guys see there was a stomp in like the first or second minute? Uh, who was it? Uh, shiflet oh, yeah, from uh, yeah. from America just like absolutely stomps on the face of Jeff Miller. It was brutal as well. <laughs> Far out. And like they get up like there was nothing as well. I'm pretty sure yeah. they're just like, yeah, just trying to get the ball. It's fine. No problem at all. Good stump, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and the referee kind of looks at it and goes,
2: oh, was there a knock on? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not bothered <laughs> at all about the stump. Not not fussed in the absolute slightest. I agree. He
3: definitely wasn't too bothered about knock ons at points of time as well. Like those line outs, I don't know how that
2: can function. Every line out there was a knock on or two. It's ridiculous line outs in eighty seven. Like we've covered this before of course, but like it's just a complete lottery. There is no point in doing them at all. I mean, yeah. so the USA had a really cunning tactic that I'm not, sh- not sure what everyone isn't doing on Australian lineouts. All the players just put their hands in the air and wave yeah. them about. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. Like it I gave them like an 80% steal rate. It's
3: it's a solid move. Really, really intelligent. Staff, <laughs> I, th- but... I thought that
1: was genuinely where <clears throat> they were most competitive in the entire game, mind you. I thought the 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 lineouts were 50-50 <clears throat> 50 50 calls every every single time. You had no idea what it was going to go. Yeah, I think. I mean. I think the USA were better on Australian ball than their own. Yeah. <laughs> they, they revolutionized the defensive line-out, as you said. Like, it was yeah. funny stuff. I think you guys
3: asked, it must have been, maybe it was the last Aussie match-up about mm. when the lifting line-out was brought mm. in. Have mm. you ever talked about it? Since was, it was 1999. So I, I realized oh, wow. I was playing yeah. rugby then and thinking, like, that mustn't have been lifting just because we were young. But no one was lifting. It just seems such an odd thing at that that point of time that
2: we're still weren't lifting in line outs. Yeah. I suppose it was, so a, yeah. it was because, that late. It was yeah. the game was professional and they still weren't doing lifting line outs.
3: Yeah. That's that's was really the-
2: strange to me. I assumed it was kind of like around probably ninety three, ninety
1: five. Um, I wanna yeah. see the game where it first happened and the opposition were just like, What the hell was that? <laughs> it was like <laughs> a meter and a half oh, higher no. than it's that's not fair. Hold on, he's twice as high as he should be. How <laughs> did he get there? No
2: he was six foot illegal. eight to begin with. Hold <laughs> on, let's not be doing this. Let's not be doing. Why are you throwing the ball of the clouds? How are we supposed to catch that? That's not fair. Explore.
3: I love.
1: I love that in this hypothetical, the person that's blowing up is a nine-year-old Welsh boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, we are talking about young people playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's how you get the youth involved. You know, you just need to really confuse them by one big man throwing another big man in the air yeah. next to them. <laughs> Should we quickly look at the USA the team that they yeah. oh, put yeah. out? So I think the most important change is, well, the, the, firstly, the captain, Ed Burlingham, is unavailable. He's injured. So uh, Fred Paoli takes the, the captaincy the prop. And for some reason, I'm... they have one good player in the back line uh, who's played well all tournament in Kevin H- Higgins. And they put him on the wing, so he just can't get the ball very much <laughs> instead. What position did he play in the other games? Uh, 13.
1: Oh, right. Okay. We actually thought Roy, Roy Hellu was pretty good, though. Yeah, I
2: no, thought He was, so. he was I, yeah. I don't know Mr. if it's Mr. just a case of we've only got two good backs
1: and they're both 13s. How he sure. you on the field? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. No, They did say they
1: changed eight or nine players for this game because they thought that they had a chance to make it through to the quarterfinals or semifinals, whatever it was at that time, Mm. which I'm sure you guys know. But uh, they they rested players against Australia so that their team was fresh to play England to try and make it through to the finals.
2: Mm, Yeah. They did throw out quite a daft team in the game against France that we covered beforehand, (laughs) uh, such as, you know, Sandy Lomb on the wing, uh, who sadly didn't Um, make a return. no, but I like them changing their halfbacks to bring in an all-Dave combination, <laughs> which yes. I think is a test rugby first. Joe Clarkson, who's been pretty good, has a massive boot, is dropped to the and is like 14, uh, dropped the bench in favour <laughs> of a guy called Dave Horton who doesn't have a Wikipedia page, and when you try to <laughs> look him up, all that comes up is born circa 1955. <laughs> what? So I know he was born around 1955. Making him around 32, 33 at this time. And it seems pretty old. It's about, yeah. Uh, But this was only his second cap. Um, He didn't do anything. No, I didn't notice him. No, he blows the ball a lot.
1: Actually, early in the game, I saw him and I thought they said it was Tom Horton, and then I thought, and he looked like a hooker. And I was like, oh my God, what are the chances there's two Tom Hortons that are playing hooker?
3: Yeah, the guy that the, the Waratahs
1: hooker, so who can't throw a line in. So clearly, I completely misjudged what position he was meant to be playing, and he <laughs> wasn't uh, the most. And maybe
2: slightly play which play. team he was playing for, and what he <laughs> looked like, and what he was doing, and maybe maybe yeah, all the rest of that as well. A point in the second half where he throws a miss and it takes him about a minute to wind it up. <laughs> it's great. That was my, yeah. one of my favorite bits of the game. He kind of like stops himself, st- stops himself still his momentum, stops his track. Bends his arms right back, and gets a planning the- sheet out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he just kind of like fires it across. It's great. It was a I it think- was a terrific moment of rugby.
3: I think he did a couple of the you know turn around and pass left to right, but <laughs> yes. backwards. Like when he's yeah. facing the other
2: way as well because you couldn't do a decent path both both directions. Yeah, I was to think, international can do opposite Michael Liner. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. I mean, yeah, Line is a good kind of place to start because he yeah. gets a penalty early on and you think, oh, OK, he's, you know, he's getting his kicks now. And then uh, he does this really smart kick to send Ray Nelson to fall over into the touch, which was quite oh, fun because yeah. like, Ray Nelson takes it miraculously and then kind of goes, oh, shit, and just <laughs> falls over. Uh, but it was it was a smart kick by Liner to force that to happen. But it was also funny. Just seeing it? Ray you Nelson can fall, see you know? Nelson's face turn in slow motion. As he kind of, like, because he bends his body over the touchline to claim it, realises all
1: his weight is on that side, and he just collapses and falls. Uh, I, but I was thinking, wondering, like, because it's 1987, do they not know that they could just, like, throw it back and keep playing? Like, it's obviously such commonplace now, but is it just, like, that's never happened before, so the first time <sighs> someone threw in when they're about to fall out to play on, they're, like, you can do that? Like, oh, my
2: God. <laughs> I don't think generally in 1987 people know that you can do things other than run into touch. Like, oh, because lineups are such a lottery, I guess they just don't care. Yeah, weird, weird was it? That was, that was my assessment as well. Like, they just go,
3: ah, just I'm in a not a great position. I'm just going to run out and see how this line out goes.
1: <laughs> like, oh, I like, might puts that grubber through from his, like, 20 metres out no, just to try and take the metres.
3: No, that wasn't the only one that they ran out, though.
1: Yeah have played it. Maybe the USA
2: coach. He was actually a former Ireland player and pretty much a prick. George Hook, <laughs> who of course lost his job in the Irish media uh, for defending rape, was the USA coach of this World Cup. Uh, I don't know if he went, I've got this really cunning line out tactic. I want us to play as early as possible, right? Just, just fall over the touchline. I want, I want us to use this. I want us to show what we've got. We can really <laughs> rattle them. I reckon we can really rattle this Australian pack of faceless nobodies. Genius. And look, rattled they were because, uh, and this is a bit of a touchy subject on this podcast, but. The first try is scored quite early on into the game. Oh, right. And, right. Can, we, can we, before we go on to the penalty try? Yeah. I mean, there's a few points, right? One, uh, we haven't talked about the Australian mascot. Um, yes, let's talk <laughs> about the Australian mascot. I want to talk about the Australian mascot that looks like yes. a dead squirrel. <laughs> like, Not, <laughs> yeah, no. not even the taxidermized squirrel, just a dead squirrel on the side I, of the pitch.
3: I thought the same thing. They go, and there's the Australian mascot. And I was looking at it going, that is so much worse you cannot pick that that's a, a kangaroo no no no
2: i also really really sad looking. to look at it just doesn't look well it looks like it's it, crying it, it looks like you know if you get like a toy now from say it's the 80s and you're like
1: mm. oh, it looks
3: really shit it's because it's old but it was new at the time like <laughs> maybe they were all just really shit then and that they can actually last long but they just stay crap because they're it always just- crap
2: Always stay exactly as they were. What, the, what the I love is the commentator, out. the commentator's talking about the mascot, saying, Hopefully this mascot can help Australia in their time of need. He's like, You're not gonna <laughs> sub him on, are you? <laughs> oh, hey, well you never know. He
3: should have gone alright. But they the commentating was very, very strange. I <laughs> think like some of the things that they said and how they acted around this this match, like at the half time, they were talking about Campo and they were saying you know, he isn't stepping and doing things like he'd normally do. And they actually had the quote, It's the sign of a man who has lost his confidence. And then they yes. went on to say he always takes the safe option by taking chips rather than stepping. He chips. A little ball. kick in behind. <laughs> the,
2: the uncontested little chips.
0: Makes no that sense.
2: Assessment of Campesi at half time. So bizarre. It's
0: brutal, what? isn't it? The way yeah. that
2: he sets up that try for is it Slack who scores it in the end? Yeah.
0: And to kind yeah, of he, like, sets, sorry,
2: he yes. sets up a couple. He sets up yeah. Slack, and like the that, like magic. Yeah, that's yeah, that Slack try is unbelievable. Where like Campo, Campo like chips over, regathers it, steps around like six people, and then passes to Slack to just secure right, the last try guy's coming across. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. And they're absolutely brutal about it, just saying, "Oh, Campo, Campo's on really shit form because he's passing those balls instead of trying to score himself." You? when but I saw that, thing my was, thought was this. But that, that's clearly a guy who has enormous confidence because he's not yeah. thinking about passing himself. Like he doesn't yeah. care. He's just, you know, yeah. he's too we- off the all-time try record at this point. Like, and he's just like, I'll I'll give this one. You know, I don't need to finish this one myself. I'll yeah. get loads more as we go. And you know, he did.
1: He did looked like he thought he was going to score every single time he had the ball. Like yeah. he was trying to do something obnoxiously arrogant every single time he had the ball. It was like an absurd offload or like a little chip from his own 22 just because he yeah. thought he was going to run the lane. Like the bloke was the cockiest player I can remember seeing, and they're saying he's just got no confidence. <laughs> he just kicks it away.
0: Imagine
2: what level of dickheadish confidence he must have had a few years earlier. If this is
3: him without confidence, <laughs> this is yeah, this is when the media were tearing him down apparently, and that's just wild. He's so confident now. I thought maybe it was like you know I used to be good in the day. I can talk a big game, but he looks mm. like he was just as arrogant back in the day. <laughs> yeah, or,
2: uh, yeah, but at least he had the reason job. then. At least you know he was. He, he would actually, trials. yeah. Uh, yeah, he was unbelievable in this game, Campo. Like as you say, yeah. like virtually every time he was touching the ball, he was making line breaks or doing good kicks, and you know that he had the lot. Like he was unbelievable. Yeah, he he kicked once like fifty-three
3: meters or oh, something yeah. from his five meters, two
2: meters out, five meters out from his own off yeah, off. yeah. Off, yeah. From his own
3: line. It goes out on the opposition forty, like phenomenal. That was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that he does that just feel like a modern winger would do. You know
1: that, yeah. like honestly, if, I think. He- there's Mark Noanganitawasi, the Waratahs winger that we that cops shit in Australia constantly at the moment because he's an attacking fiend. Like every time he touches a ball, something happens. But then he'll just like he misses that tackle on Nelson, where you just like what, like what are you watching? Like why did he run around the outside of you? You just got you got your line completely wrong, fell on the floor, or he throws an offload to someone that bounces into the one of the USA players' hands. Like he was so erratic at all points of this entire match.
2: He. Big time has that vibe of he's only going to do the things he wants to do. Yeah. But, You're not coaching. No, no, no. He's not listening. in if you try but all of the, all of the boring jobs as he think of it, he's not interested in doing, you know, he's not chasing no. kicks. He's not making tackles. He's not offering any kind of line speed. All he's doing is he's getting the ball, having a little run. You know, maybe you'll do a little chase to show up how quick he is. Also, can we talk about Campo's offload for the Brian Smith try? How oh completely, year. utterly nonchalant that was. Like, yeah. he easily could have just stretched over and scored himself, but he thought, he just didn't fancy scoring as many tries that week, you know, this week. And, you know, he, he took he took the ones that came his way, but, like, on that, it was unbelievable the way he just hangs up in the air and like forces Smith to run that line where he probably yeah, wasn't yeah. intending to. Uh It was yeah. just a really, really good offload. And, yeah, yes, Smith indeed. takes the try.
3: That was the, the point that you sit in, you go, this bloke doesn't ever pass. And then he throws that pass and mm. and uh, throw in the corner. And you go, well, he does sometimes. Like, it's just not when you expect it. Like, yeah. when he should
1: pass, he doesn't. When he doesn't need to pass, he will. The Wallabies love the little rap on the winger. Like, yeah, yeah. This, the, I take this back to I had the same tactic when I was coaching the under eight C's <laughs> at one of the private girls' schools in Sydney. And mm. it was like, when you, when you have the winger, when the winger has a ball, If you just wrap the winger and throw the offload, there's no one to defend it. It's the undefendable move. (laughs) And it was for the Australian side in this game as well. Like I think they did it three or four times in the match. It was just like, how are you going to stop the guy? There can't possibly be another defender there. On the kind of wide
2: angle, we can see Smith is currently stumbling over one of the USA players trying to tackle Campesi when he throws the pass. Like he's nowhere near but he just hangs yeah. it in the air so well that it forces him mm. to get around and get in position to score the try, which is not beautiful. a line or move he was going to run himself. Like it's, no, no, it's it reminds me a lot of a one uh, Finn Russell for a similar pass to Sam Johnson a few years ago Yes, um, against Ireland, which was in the try there. They're like It's just a really... I love that when the player with the ball is far smarter than the player running the support. It's like, no, no, you, you do this. I'm going to throw the ball in, you're going to do this and you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah, I love it. <laughs> How about uh, you, you? You were talking about the tries before. I know. I know that you were as keen to talk about the dominant Australian scrum as we were. <laughs> look, because obviously um, the first try of this game was that penalty try to Australia.
2: Yeah. So it's 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 something that really upsets me because look, <laughs> I like rugby, right? And. Look, that's that's not offensive, is it? That's okay. We we all in, in this room. We all like rugby, don't we? We, do we all like rugby, bad. right? Bloody, so bloody woke and culture I, saying you like rugby. <laughs> I also there's something about rugby I really enjoy, which is tries. Tries are great, aren't they? Uh, we all like tries here, you know. And the bit about the try that I think is particularly good <laughs> is the bit where they get that fucking spherical thing. Like, um, yeah, it's not even yeah. spherical; it's ovular. That's it. That's the word I'm asking uh, after. The ball? The ball, that's the one, the ball. They get that, and they put it down in the in-goal area. That's my favourite bit. I love that you struggled with ball but got in-goal area. It's yes. true rugby. <laughs> it's not believable. But this goddamn referee depriving us of that by giving a stupid penalty try, which the commentators don't even realise is a penalty try. <laughs> he thinks they've penalised the, the USA uh, you know, being offside in midfield. just suspiciously under the sticks uh, where, the, where the mark on that penalty is.
1: I love that when they do the, the tries in this World Cup as well, you don't have to be five metres out. Like, it seems like every single one, scrum. scrum, sorry, every single scrum seems mm. to be, like, one metre out from the USA line. It's just like, <laughs> what's going to happen this time? Like, we take two steps and we're over the line. The, I, the comp- it does make me wonder if anyone's claimed a try,
2: like, doing a put into a scrum, if the ball's ever <laughs> touched the line now. It's so, oh, it just scores it. It. It, was,
3: it was very close, but did you guys hear the, the commentators? When they had I agree with the Americans, they were crushed rather than caved in. Which I think <laughs> translates now to they were weren't cheating. They were literally just really shit and they know
2: it. Like that is the <laughs> translation. They weren't cheating, I, they just weren't very good. I remember Wayne Barnes using the phrase once that being destroyed isn't a penalty. Or was that a fact? <laughs> But like when an opposition to scrum Fair. was completely on top, it's like, no, they're just coming back with this. They haven't yeah, actually done anything illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just, Crazy, they're just weak. And yeah, again, that's it's a really novel approach to go to the referee and say, no, sir, I'm just shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really bad at rugby. <laughs> but it almost worked for them. What I like <laughs> yeah. that happens not long after this is they, uh, I have in my notes, Omg, I think they're subbing on the guy who uploaded this video to YouTube. Yes, so, so they, they do. They bring on Gary Lambert. This video is on his YouTube channel. Gary oh, Lambert? Love yeah, yeah, he uploaded uh, all of the games he played for the USA to YouTube, <laughs> which <laughs> is heroic. So I went and I looked up Gary Lambert a little bit. Yes. And uh, do you want some hot Gary Lambert facts? Oh, I... Absolutely. So he's six foot two. His weight <laughs> is 230 I don't know 230 watts. but his weight is 230. He was born in Bronx, New York. He was 23 at the time of uh, of this being published. His uh, occupation is a lumberjack. He is single. That oh. they they feel like they they need to, to state. Okay. Played rugby for 10 years at this point. There's loads and loads of information here, right. but it gets it gets way more interesting in a minute because there's they ask him the question: biggest disappointment in rugby. And his answer is London Irish. No, uh, his answer is <laughs> losing 6-3 to Canada in 1981. And his biggest influence on in his career is teammates. <laughs>
3: Ooh, teammates.
2: Wow. Yeah. that's us N- None of them specifically. Just, Just teammates. teammates. Uh, it's good to have them. Co- Comments slash observations. That, it's just a matter of time before we get recognised as a rugby superpower. How long this will take uh, is dependent on the effort we put into it. It's up to us. Which just yeah. clearly, he just threw that out there, and they just thought, I don't know what, what fucking question that's asking, answering. But you know, yeah. we'll we'll throw
1: that in. There yeah, isn't that every nation. Yep. Like if if you just get better, like you could be a superpower. Yeah, we we can. Yeah. It again. <laughs> and
3: if, if he's if his auntie had balls, it would be his uncle. But that's just only <laughs> so okay.
2: Can I? I've got some contrasting, different Gary Lambert facts. Okay, okay. Oh. I've got some more, but you do yours. So I don't have Gary Lambert as a lumberjack. I have oh. him as a chiropractor and semi-professional poker player.
0: Yes, <laughs> the commentator
2: says that he's a, a, a poker champion, so, isn't he, I think? Uh, yeah, he... Well, no, because he apparently first played professional poker after this. Oh, no, sport. It's not Yes, no, you're um, right. It was um, uh, Wikipedia. Sorry, his Wikipedia page says that he won professional so poker championship. So he retires from rugby. He retires from Rugby Union, goes to focus on poker for a few years, then goes back and plays rugby league and plays rugby league for the USA. But there are no records of any of the games he played in, so no one knows how <laughs> many games he played For the USA Rugby. Are they on his YouTube? Mm -hmm.
3: Did you check his YouTube channel? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure you'll find
2: them. (laughs) He does, does, however, on his YouTube, he does have a video just called Unforgivable USA Rugby. And it's a 52-second video of just somebody he knows from the USA rugby team just chatting shit uh, on a bus, doing impressions. Uh, and he, he thinks that's unforgivable. Uh, that has 6,000 wow. views. It, the description is, Unforgivable became our inside joke in Ireland. Now make me a sandwich. With waffle fries, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what? So uh, yeah. Gary Lambert actually won the World, a World Series Poker Circuit tournament event in 2011 uh, when Whoa. the next World Cup was going on. So, he, like he got good. At, like, he was good at poker. It wasn't just. He yeah. was better at poker than rugby. Um,
1: Has any yeah. of this been verified? Because it sounds like he's just a master of, like, weaving <laughs> yeah. stories he, on the internet. He
2: wrote his own Wikipedia yeah. page. Yeah, That's
1: all. yeah.
2: So um, he's listed on, if you look, there's an article on the Poker Player profile website, which lists him as Dr. Gary Lambert, the professional poker player who has won two tournaments and finished third in Louisiana. Total winnings, $83,000. Fair play. Pretty pretty good. $83,000 in poker. And at one point, he was ranked 502nd best poker player in the world.
3: He won the World
2: Series? Surely he's gonna be higher than that. He won sorry, he won a tournament on the a he won one of the events in the World Series. (laughs) Well, with all of that money that he wins, he can go and enjoy some of his leisure interests, such (laughs) as hunting, fishing or getting away into the mountains. They're what he likes to do in his, his spare time. His favourite books... Oh, no, his, sorry. His significant books, not his favourite, mm. but his significant books is just The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> the, the DVD of The Godfather? Just or... just, just, the, just the book, The Godfather?
0: Right, uh, his
2: favourite right. films are Apocalypse Now and Blazing Saddles. But not The Godfather. <laughs> not The Godfather. He was a fan of Francis Ford Coppola's work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the book's so much better. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and his, his finally his t- two goals. So he's got his goal in rugby, which is to play and beat teams that I've lost to at all levels. Like he wants to wants to you know win the World Cup, then go back down to level one and beat you know <laughs> the local high school okay. under eights team he lost yeah. to when he was a kid. Uh, and his personal goal is to design and build his own home and have a uh, oh. successful personal and business life. Uh, nothing through poker, but no. <laughs> Designing buildings at home, loves a bit of that. Maybe that's what his winnings were going on in poker. He was playing poker oh, entirely to finance his own home shouldn't
3: building.
2: We, shouldn't he have been investing back into
3: the superpower that is U.S. rugby? It <laughs>
0: yeah. Wouldn't that
3: have been a good place to put his money?
2: It's de- it depends if they start beating all the teams they've lost to. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently he's been working as a chiropractor for a college rugby team for a few years, which he's just got a fascinating yeah. life that just not make sense. Yeah. None of it links up. Like, no. Like, this is some sort of, like, into the Gary Lambert-verse. <laughs> As I said, Gary Lambert is the only player I've done any, like, research on because I just thought it was cool that he uploaded all of the games yeah. onto YouTube. And, like, reading all the comments on it, it's just people saying, like, wow, thank you, Gary. Uh, thank you for uploading this game, Gary. And <laughs> clearly people are delighted for him. Oh, he sound- he
3: sounds like a pretty special character. I mean, another name, like we mentioned before, Roy Hillu. As soon as I saw the name, I'm like, the guy's Tongan, right? He's he's going to be sure, Tongan. Yeah. And then looked him up. And yes, he was He was born in Tonga and uh, adopted home the USA. He played there. And obviously, he's lived there for a long time.
1: He had a son also named Hold him. on. But before that, we knew yeah. that if he ever had a son, oh, yeah. he'd be a good chance to play another code of football in America. That's pretty big. Where you can throw the ball forwards. Because he threw on one of the breaks about a three-meter forward pass that the referees just decided were legal, so it was very <laughs> American of them. It was—he clearly has the genes. It was one of the
3: worst forward passes that you've you've seen on you know on the TV that haven't been called. But yeah, yeah that's, you, that's the highlight. His son
1: obviously watched time and time again because. Yeah, well, his son ended up playing for the Washington Redskins and wow. the open. So <laughs> no the way.
3: NFL was it's in a the blood. Round pick or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fourth-round fourth pick, so yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty good.
2: That's fantastic. Roy Helu Jr. Wow, well, I mean, that yeah. Was, yeah.
3: Roy Helu Jr. I think half of them had, you know, family members that went on to to do, you know, Gary Hine was the other one? Yep. Wasn't he, he was his great-grandfather yep. that was like a Hall of Famer? <clears throat> yeah, Gary Hine, his, his granddad, Mel Hine. So it's actually Gary Mel Heine. And Mel Hine, his granddad, was a pro footballer in the Hall of Fame for the wow. Giants. And his dad, Mel Heine, also held the U.S. – an indoor pole vault record for a while. But apparently it wasn't just because he was the only one that pole vaulted inside. Like, it's a legitimate thing that yeah. they were... Would...
2: That's, that's, that's a, we a, lot of, a lot of sporting pedigree in this USA team. Yeah. Shame about yeah. their rugby ability, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. right, no,
1: absolutely not. no rugby pedigree. They
2: were playing the I wrong think. sports. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Barry Hine also has a master's from Oxford University in jurisprudence. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Which I'm going to Google what that is. <laughs> well,
3: thank goodness I'm the only one that didn't know. I'm not the only one. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: A I wanted, theory like, of philosophical law.
3: Wow. A
2: theory wow. of philosophical oh, sorry, law. The ther- yeah, that makes the, no sorry, sense. Theory <laughs> or philosophy of law. Sorry. Okay. Okay. It's so why it would we like have law? Interesting guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I mean, it's very shallow of me to say this, but I can just imagine that he turns up to his lectures there at the University of Oxford, which he does a three-year course on, and they just go, well, just to stop crime, innit? It's just, that's why laws. Know. <laughs> be you know? That's the Pretty perfect
1: answer. Forward. You just got 100%. Yep. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> we've been looking for... Crime
2: isn't it? (laughs) Everyone else has been writing these long essays and just been putting big crosses Like No, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, no. no, You're reading way too much into this, (laughs) pal. There we are. It's to stop crime, isn't it? (laughs) We nailed it. We finally got it. We We finally solved jurisprudence. I I feel like it's a good career path for me to to just do this as a like lecture this as as a career uh, probably at the University of Oxford as well and just Easy. just turn Easy. up
1: stop crying you know make, make sure you charge per semester not per time of like your lectures though because it sounds like it's going to be a very short course
2: I'm not going to charge per word <laughs> it wouldn't be a good move.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
3: If we, if we roll on, so I don't know if you guys, the, the, there was one try that the USA did. And there were some exciting moments, but it was thrown off an intercept pass from, from Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, just throwing the ball around. And uh, I think it was Nelson, yeah, made a, made a bit of a break, throws that offload to Hines, two names we've been talking about. And they were, Sorry, no, this was a penalty, wasn't it? They end up getting pulled short and getting a penalty. I think they yeah. all dive off their feet, knock the ball forward, somehow end up getting a penalty and, and kick the three
2: points. But good to see them get on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think probably deserve it. They do an awful lot of disrupting Australia in that first half in particular. Yeah. Um, and playing nothing themselves. The but commentators like, seem hell-bent on the fact that the USA are like the best team in the world because, they you are, know, because yeah. they're not getting complete, like, because it's not triple figures. He's effectively oh. at one point saying like, oh, the USA basically the better team in this game. At one point, at halftime, the commentator says, "On the, the commentator, the presenter says, of course, this game will finish with Australia scoring 60 points. Uh, yeah. But at the minute, they're being outplayed.
1: We we thought we missed, I thought we misheard that. Right? No, I, yeah, I pointed out to Nelson the same thing. Like, what? Well, like, it's... It's definitely much closer than that. I mean, the only thing was you knew USA were never going to score points because every time they had the ball, they knocked it on, like within (laughs) a phase. Like they could not hold the ball into a tackle to save their life. They could only
2: get
3: upfield by getting intercepts, which they got a lot of. But then if they had to make a pass, it was definitely
2: going to grab. It was brilliant because I don't think there was any defence in this game. (laughs) Like the USA made maybe – you know, four or five tackles. But there was no, like, cohesive defence over the course of the whole game. And in Australia, actually, the four times the USA put together, as you say, more, maybe two passes in a row, you felt like, oh, they're in here. They could do this. <laughs> and it just took the odd scramble tackle by Leeds or Campesi or Slack or someone. Yeah. yeah. Should we talk about
1: the Nelson try? Uh, okay. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit. which I think
2: we out of order. Who cares? yeah, we- yeah. We- yeah. We-
1: we did talk about the Andrew Slack try anyway off the Campese major part. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I
2: enjoyed the Ray Nelson
1: try, because
2: it comes from just really rubbish hands by the USA. Like, the the way that they get the ball out wide is dreadful. And then Campo just decides he can't be asked to tackle Ray Nelson whatsoever. And he's like, I'm above this. I don't need this. I don't need to make this tackle. I'm still going to be man of the match. Who cares? And Nelson just kind of slips past this all-time great on the wing. And does the world's weirdest dive... Superhero, so, it's, it's the
3: Superman dive. It's, it's definitely not a good looking dive, but it is definitely, it's got to be called the Superman dive. Hands above his head, falls very awkwardly. I don't
2: think he's going to do it again afterwards. No, but it's because he falls to his knees first whilst trying to do the Superman dive. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, I have written in my notes, just all, all I have on that try is shit try, worst dive, what a player. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did you guys see it was um, the Tom and Thor, his first? You know, swan dive attempt was very, very similar. Hands on his head, but basically lands on his feet, and then he just and
1: He goes, "That's that's a lot of thought to lift." Like (laughs) Dad said, he's a heavy man, though. At least like Nelson's light as a feather. He should be able to get a solid dive on him. Yeah, I was. Yeah, he's a very heavy man. I think he weighs at least two (laughs) hundred (laughs) and sixty.
2: (laughs) Two hundred and sixty, Ray Nelson units. Two sixty units. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, uh, I, I hope that the Tongan Thor enjoys
1: the Godfather.
3: <laughs> well, watching
1: well, the uh, the Campesi defense, I feel like it's watching like the All Star USA basketball games, where they're just like, we we won't defend. That's fine. Like we're just going to score more tries than you. You score, we'll score <laughs> too. Like it's fine. I don't need to put my shoulder into a place I could get injured. That's why
2: we need to bring in the All Star weekend to rugby. This is why we need yes. this. It's very true. We need to bring David Campezzi back, put him on the wing and tell him you don't have to tackle. Yeah. But we are gonna show you are gonna be shown up by some average premiership winger who we brought in. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs>
3: can we push for that to happen? I was talking about this a few years ago. Imagine on the All-Star weekend, you also had like a 3v3 game and all this sort of stuff. Oh, so one yes. in fifteen fifth fifteen, you can have all these different kind of concepts and just like absolute freaks, like just you got Damien McKenzie and the Marner and things like that in, in your three v three
2: side and just do it. We should like, do everybody stick against Campo. Uh, if he's <laughs> that good, he should still win. He would I, have like fifteen against I Campo. really want that free on free rugby now. I want yes. like one person chicken scratches as a scrum in the place of scrums. <laughs> yep. And it gives you that kind of like tactics of do you put one forward in or do you focus entirely on people who use the space? It's- I mean, we talk That's about quite... chess, the checkers, chestnut checkers, and I mean, there you go. There's some real depth for that. Yeah, and like I, you know, the, uh, rugby X obviously didn't quite work as a thing, but the one-on-one instead of penalty shootouts was That's a quality. great idea. Yeah, that yeah. was a I great loved idea. I love that. if it's a draw, you do a, one, a series of one on ones And I love that the one time it went to that, it was just straight away like, well, we will just pick the Fijian lad first. And <laughs> it's just an infallible strategy. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to score. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter what you go in front of him. The and last going to score. Keep every team out there for one week after the World Cup final, and we have a silly chuck about an All-Star game. Or at Obviously. the very least, Ooh. when everyone's out of the group stage, in the week between the group stage finishing
1: and the quarterfinals happening,
2: all the teams that have just gone
1: out, let them do the have an All-Star week.
2: Could world Rugby and
1: every captain gets to pick like two other players from anywhere in the world. That out would of be so
2: good, and <laughs> they play the team that just won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that, yeah. So we could have like Uruguay against the All Star team in a couple of years' time. Yeah, year. yeah. I yeah, was going to say so like good. I think I think like Owen Farrell would love that when they go out in the group stages to <laughs> be able to pick who he wants. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. I like it. it. It's going to have to. It's going to have to. I'm going to tell World Rugby right now. I'm just going to call. <laughs> Um, uh, it's scripted, isn't it? It's definitely um, going to happen. Just a second, just, just phoning always. them up now. Are you yeah. ready Yeah. You right, Bill? Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just wanted, to say, yeah. Sorry, he, he goes on a bit, Bill. Bill, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, it's yeah, yeah. No, Raspberry Ripple's fine. Raspberry Ripple's fine. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, I uh, just wanted to say, should we do the All Star? Can we do the All Star weekend after the next World Cup? And it would be really good, and they can play the win of the World Cup. All right, brilliant. That's all. I, that's all I wanted to. No, I've got Bill. I've got to go. i Bill. I've got to go, Bill. Hang on, hang on. I'm just going to leave him there. So uh, we are on. Put hey, all your yes. in there. It's going to happen? It's going to
1: happen. He says, it's yes. Happen. "Yes, we Mate, did best it." Best connections you have.
2: First, you got us on the
3: board. and then you got <laughs>
1: him with us. How <laughs> good? Between us and Bill, that's two. Wow. <laughs> Big names. <laughs> Impressive. You guys are talking about rugby episode. superpowers. I had oh, yeah. to clarify,
2: right. it was Bill Bowman I was calling and not the World Cup itself. I get it. What a stupid bit that was. So, the, there's a great point, one of my favourite points in the first half. Because, obviously, we've mentioned scrums being significantly different, because they just form them.
0: Uh, at one <laughs> yeah. point,
2: a scrum forms, then they realise they don't have a ball. So Brian Smith has to jog off the pitch, get a ball, jog back around to the other the far side, and put the ball in all while while they're still scrummaging. I didn't notice that. Uh,
3: yeah, somehow I missed it. I, yeah. I, but I, the the scrums they were just such a weird thing. Like to me, it looked like two deers saw each other and went oh shit you're there and then just ram each other
1: because they just noticed that each other's there like it there was, was the no best. forethought it's the best yeah i think we should go back to that rule they're all so worried about safety but the problem is like you can't actually get good at scrumming if that's the prep you get mm. so then the risk goes down straight away like it's a, such a good way to scrum and i saw my, i don't know if you've seen it in any other games yet well, my
3: first driving like scrum where they drive the other team into touch. Yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. turn ninety degrees and drive That's crazy, them crazy. Isn't it? They the wheel, wheel it
2: out. Yeah, isn't I've amazing. never seen that before. Yeah, it's awesome. we have got to find a <laughs> way to bring that stuff back. I love it. Set face well, to set face, we Like scrums being won against the head so much more often. You see teams like actually driving them off the ball and winning it back yeah. in the way that I thought only really happened in video games. I like, know mm. it's happening there. it A lot of this you, feels you, like a video game.
3: Like, the, so the,
1: the rolling mall was the same, right? Like how many times in the game is there a tackle and then all of a sudden it's like an eight on eight rolling mall? You're like, where the hell did this come from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point, Steve Cutler,
2: the Australia lock, uh, has the ball basically in open space. And he then instead turns his back and runs into someone else to form a mall. Like he <laughs> yeah. could have made a break. He had a gap in front of him and he doesn't want it. He just goes, no. No, no, no. We're mauling here. That's I love I mean. just the sheer amount of that. Because like, there's probably about 80% of players are afraid of contact. Then the <laughs> other 20, 20% will just do nothing but contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon Darcy Swain was watching that like with a single tear rolling down his face. He never got to live <laughs> that dream.
3: Man, I, made for it i thought the whole turning and just going somebody's help support me that was very ned hannigan you make a make it <laughs> a break and he just goes shit what do i do and he was thinking about the same thing i'm gonna set up a driving mall and just no one was near him
2: i genuinely can't believe it's taken us about 15 episodes of this world cup before ted flanagan comes up in conversation <laughs> <laughs> but it but it yeah. had to be
3: you it had, it had to, be to be you, you too backwards. yeah it's, it's
2: destiny boys it was destiny yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I Ned Hannigan he's... would look quite good in this World Cup.
3: <laughs> he probably would,
2: but yeah. Should I tell everyone that if
3: you did privately message me and say please mention Ted Flanagan? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been, him? I've
2: been reminding you every day for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah,
3: make sure you do it. My yeah. favorite player.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna walk straight back into the world. He's put my money on it.
3: Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he started to look a bit better last year. He did. He did look a bit better last year. Like he's a he's still ball, a meme though, ball. isn't he?
2: Yeah. He's
1: yeah.
3: He's just got a mop on the head and he's it's just, something's something's missing from him. But it bit might, of, might be got, most as, of a
2: brain.
1: As, as <laughs> Australia are genuinely getting some depth in all the positions we have in, other than hookup right now. So mm. actually, that, even that's slowly getting better. But Ted Finnegan will go nowhere near a World of his jersey ever again. We, for once, have some genuine depth. That's pretty good. Mm. And the, the second row is coming through. Is after
2: being yep. a kind of area where guess, you would find a good player every few years, and then they disappear yeah. off to go play for London Ireland, yeah, or you What's <laughs> have, you seen,
1: have you seen Nick Frost yet, guys? Have you heard of yeah. Nick Frost? Story? Yeah, he's the yeah. best. So his dad was the player retention manager in Australia. <laughs> yeah, poor and poor as soon as poor he, poor as soon as he finished school, he left Australia and went to the Crusaders Academy. When his dad was the player retention manager. What? Went down, yeah. you, you, everybody, you should sign with the Waratahs.
3: We're really, really good here. Yeah, we'll Except my here. son, you should go somewhere else to actually learn some
2: good things.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's yeah. ridiculous. he's
2: going to Japan, isn't he, now?
1: Yeah, no, no. Well, no. so, he then he signed for Japan thinking mm. that, hey, I'm not going to make the Wallabies. And then as soon as he did that, apparently he never actually talked to the coaches about the fact that he thought he was thinking about it. So then, straight away they called him in to the the extended Wallabies squad, and now they're trying to get him out of his contract. Yeah. I think it's oh. almost a done deal yeah. because they're just so interested in him for Wallabies level. But I mean, yeah, they're gonna have yeah.
3: To yeah, break the just,
1: contract and, and pay the money. He's free, but he's,
3: he is, yeah. he's 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 young. He he's is so good. He is quick, mm. and
2: he's very very tall. He's an exciting one. He, yeah, he's great like i i remember watching play in the 20s and feeling really excited there was a play called nick frost Ooh, yeah. playing yeah. wallabies because like, <laughs> i think he's got about a 16
1: minute try in that too i don't yeah, think
2: it was yeah. that big, but in people it was 100 minutes for sure oh yeah. i wrote there and then uh how's that for a slice of fried wallaby gold uh the, 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 yeah, he's gonna and man, it man. just and i just i've been sitting on that for about four years now um <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I've been. I was gutted when he, he said he was going to Japan because he thought I'm never going to get to use that. Never going to get. He's, He's staying, mate. He's staying for sure. It's the Check, we'll get him.
1: Yep.
2: I he mean, goes. that's good. There'll be so many, so many Shaun of the Dead jokes to follow in his the next ten years of his <laughs> test career. That's so, I, that's it. The amount of times I looked him up and just kept going. Shit, I got to type in Nick Frost rugby. Yeah, I don't yeah. of the Dead stuff. Nick Frost rugby. Yeah, a really ungooglable name he has. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I really, I just, you, you need to bring through a second record song peg now. Like, yeah, it, it has to happen. <laughs> create enough, which would be even less Googleable. You, look, you at least need a Bill Bailey or something, you know? Yeah. At least somebody who was in the cast of Hot Fuzz has to cut a partner in the, in the second <laughs> row. I like it. Well, I think it'd be sponsored by Hot Fuzz as well. That just goes across the back <laughs> yeah. of the, the shirt Yeah. It's sponsored video. by the Sanford police
1: community. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's okay. <laughs> That's it.
1: No, speaking about Wallabies. Mm. Yes. I think personally the best player on the field.
3: Oh, this is, too, this
2: is too soon to say best player on the field, is it, boys? No, go on, go
3: on. Feel, go for it,
1: we'll, Look, we'll
2: formally do man of the match later, but you okay. can, off the record, tell me who you think the I'll best player on the field. Should, should we just stage this as a natural conversation? So, oh, should we oh, talk about on. Wallabies? Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's
1: talk about Shall Wallabies. We, let's talk about Wallabies. Yeah. Uh, the game that we're here to talk about. <laughs> Brett. Brett Papworth, Pappy, as I call him, old pap daddy, from the, uh, about the 30th minute, just decided he was the best player in a park by a country mile. Like, just didn't realize before that point. And oh my God, he was so freaking good. But <laughs> the, the next try of the game, he goes off the left, beats the Vinick, the inside center, then goes again off the left, beats Helu, the outside center. Then he throws and an the ankle breaker on Helu, which like, oh, he on did. the floor. And then he throws the big dummy for Nelson who just falls for it and he just goes through himself and scores under the post. It was like both Nelson absolutely and
3: Nelson you're talking to both were fooled by that dummy. Exactly. <laughs> I went for the I looked across and he was under the
2: post. Dummy. It's, yeah, glorious. It's this somewhere around half time. He just goes, Am I world class? Am I great? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, I'm world-class. <laughs> I mean,
3: he scores another huge break the next one and then burns another defender, steps another player.
1: It just absolutely burns people and then yeah, throws the all ball three. The camper. He did all yeah. three. Stepped someone. Burns someone on the outside and then draw and passes yeah. and throws the pass to the, over the campo. last event at the Campo. Wait. It's like he's, he's visited by, like, it's like he's visited by three ghosts
2: at half time who tell him the, the, <laughs> the true meaning of rugby. And he comes out in the second half as the best player in the world. Yeah, you will now be able to run, kick, and he's, pass. Like, at points, genuinely, <laughs> like that try, right. he's kind of unplayable. Yeah. But it, the step, and oh, he's then got the pass and he's got, like, he, he puts in a lovely kick as well at one point that, uh, forces Nelson to play it and the world is making like a 40 meter net gain off it. Like, he's got it all. We were about five what? minutes into the game when I wrote at the top of my sheet that Campo and Liner are both in man of the match contention. And then, yeah. like, halfway through the game, also writing Pat with his the name it there and thinking, like, oh my god, it's gonna be, it's gonna be him, it's nailed on, even though he did nothing in the first half. Like, I don't yeah, know. Nothing. This is, we will obviously come onto this when we do do man of the match, but it was really puzzling. The uh,
3: the other thing about him, I don't know if you know a lot of it, what happens in the future with him, but he, he hurts himself in the semi against France, which is clearly another reason why Wales beat us. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he he retired at the age of twenty seven. Hold on, he went, went to he went to also league. left
1: for rugby league straight yeah. after this oh, Okay, as well. Yeah. Went to the Roosters. So you know how like in, in Australia it's quite a big thing because the NRL is so big that we're always trying to bring over the best players from rugby league. And do you guys do you guys know Soliasi sure. Bolivalu, surely? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. yeah, he, yeah. The, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: He, he was the top try scorer for a couple of years in the NRL for the Melbourne Storm. He's just MVP. an athletic freak of nature. Mm. Two years in the, in the competition right now, and he's done his hammy twice. He's just been arrested for the third time for a hammy this week. In two seasons, he's played nine games, and there's this blow-up all across social media yeah. that he's the worst money we've ever spent. Yeah. Well.
3: When, when he went to league, <laughs> in, the, in his t- entire time period of playing league, it was 88 games. Okay. Can you both have a guess? Just quick off the top of your head, how many games do you reckon he actually played out of 88? Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll say uh, eleven. I was going to say fourteen. Ooh, he what? played seven. <laughs> wow!
3: Out of eighty-eight games, that is got to be the least amount of games played by a professional ever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Especially to say he's good, like yeah. And they probably spent money bringing him over. Oh like, yeah, he's probably. Yeah.
3: And he retired at age twenty-seven. Shoulder injuries, knee injuries, broke his jaw. So this, this was a big highlight for him, I think, this this match. Yeah. Oh, that but is he good. He realised he's
2: good and then left.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and never played again.
2: <laughs> Hell of a thing to do when you realise you've got talent.
3: <laughs> We're going to and face something else. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, leave it all behind. So yeah, should we just wrap up some of the Australian tries in the second half? There's <clears throat> Cody scores a try where there's just the world's <laughs> worst tackling.
3: Michael, they're oh, He literally strolls through. Everyone else was going, we're playing touch footy, right? Like, I touched him. Like <laughs> I touched you. Ridiculous.
2: I think it has to be in dick of the day contention, though, for the fact he starts taking it under the post, then just gets bored and puts it down. Like, doesn't <laughs> get all the way <laughs> into the posts. <laughs> like, no one's nah, covering. He's picking well. He's, you know, yeah, he's he's doing all right. He's better than last week. Liner, just give him a bit of a test. Don't
1: want to make it too it's easy been- for him. Speaking of dick of the day, the oh. second last score of this match was Dave Horton coming coming in to his own oh, by yeah. taking that as cool as you like, drop kick twenty five, thirty metres out when they were down forty one to nine. And again, like the commentators give him a pat on the back, like wow, look at that, so composed. Fantastic drop goal. To me, that's a dick of the day contention, surely.
2: Just like, it was, it was great, like, them talking about, like, oh, what, what brilliant option, what great mm. composure he has. It's like, yeah, great composure. He's 40
1: points down. Of course he's composed. Like, <laughs> they, they also- He's going, in his head, he's going. If I miss this, we're still going to lose by three <laughs> extra points. <laughs> that's it. Like, last
2: time when we did Australia against uh, Russia, and, like, yeah. I, I have it written down. It's, it's a Konstantin Rashkov moment, yeah, taking, that, is, taking that it three-pointer. Uh, it's and
3: random time thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it unbelievable that that's happened again when we have you boys coming on. And, like, there was, <laughs> yeah. there, was a, there was that rugby league sketch of Australia against Russia that I mentioned back then. And I can't believe it's come back to mind. Oh, it's against Australia. It's-
1: It's so odd. We assumed it wasn't coincidence, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. We (laughs) used you watch the game. You're like, all right, this is the one. We need the boys on. (laughs) We were waiting for
3: this moment. But the the commentators actually said, Australia has scored seven tries, but America has contested the whole way around about this time. So they've gone, yeah, they're still in this. They're definitely in this.
2: It's really unsatisfying when you look at the score sheet as well afterwards and you see try Nelson, conversion Nelson, penalty Nelson, drop goal Horton. Yeah. (laughs) We could have had Nelson for the Nelson full house. Oh.
3: Yeah, the full Nelson. <laughs> the full, imagine, full Nelson. Imagine
1: what that would have been paying as well at the bookies. Yeah. Mm. It's true. A- it's true.
2: Point. Look, I imagine that professional poker player Gary Lambert would have, would have <laughs> oh. profited from that. <laughs> maybe, Absolutely. Alone, maybe
3: he had his fingers in this, his dirty little
2: fingers. And he just
3: said, yeah, look, I've got money. I need to do a drop goal. Can you do it? And he goes, yeah, cool.
2: Cool as <laughs> <laughs> they should if he's got a hey, dirty money, they should send it for the car wash. Um yeah. I mean he <laughs> should have asked them maybe spent, if he yeah. could win instead. That that maybe would have helped a little bit more, but I don't <laughs> know, maybe he was that? too busy watching Apocalypse now.
1: <laughs> uh, Just guys, a- the last the last try if we round it out, of course it was Pep Daddy at it again with his fancy footwork. Big puppy. This time, rather than putting the pace on, he did the old stop and go where you just stand still for a while and the defence just parked ways. And then he goes into contact and throws the offload to Leeds who just flies through for the final try. And it was just like, he's like, "What have how have we not scored yet? Like, what else can I do here? I know, I'll stand still and then still <laughs> score a try. Like, <laughs> Pap Daddy, that was me, the clincher. He was the absolute clincher for Pappy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Brilliant. I have I ever written down as Leeds try Patworth turned into a flash cunt in the last five minutes. Come on, <laughs> uh, Campese gets a try as well. Um, oh yes, which, which he actually grounds this time. Yeah, yes, well taken by him. Just like because so much of this game is him being a bit of a flash dickhead, yeah. I and mean, then to see him run the boring line and get you know run a good support line and get the try
0: just shows yeah. that hey.
2: When he wanted to, he could do anything. Yeah, yeah. He he made like it looked so easy for him. Like he was finding this whole thing like not at all challenging. And there was a point in the second half where it basically and for his try especially, it just felt like sevens because uh, he <laughs> was just he was just pissing about in midfield the whole time. And yeah, was eventually rewarded with his with of his course, own try. Who is it that beats the man and gives him gives Campey the ball? No one so, other oh, Papa than Brett. Brett god damn papworth the greatest yeah, player to have played rugby oh, from minutes. this game think, yeah. he is the best player ever <laughs> the best player in all seven of his nol games <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah
1: exactly
3: so does that render us out for all the tries or are we missing
2: yeah, it I, I think yeah. that's it yeah i think yeah, that's, that's more, more or like like it. um, it. um, it's all the, it's I, all the tries we care about at least also though talking <laughs> you drop goals we didn't mention Michael Lyons' attempt at drop goal.
3: <laughs> oh yes,
2: I mean oh, we have oh, got a Dick of the Day segment to uh, to, to segue our way into if uh, if this is this is the opportunity because do you want do you want to describe that, Robbie? So um, Australia have a free kick and Smith taps it, gives it to Liner who thinks about the drop goal, realizes someone's coming up in his face, steps them, then goes, "Yeah, this is a good time to go for the drop goal still," and. You know, sometimes you say, oh, drop goal temp doesn't really get off the floor. And you assume it still goes another 20 metres along the ground. This goes about a yard along the ground right in he, front of it. The, the commentator has summed it up perfectly. Drop goal, is it? Not a good one. That was,
3: <laughs> that was what they said. Like, they then answered their own question. It was it was horrible. It was really, really bad.
2: Yeah. It, it, it genuinely goes, yeah, one or two meters across the floor and it, into USA hands.
3: It,
2: it wasn't the
3: worst. There were some bad kicks in this match. There was Mike Saunders, the reserve reserve nine. He also, off the back of the scrum, kicked the ball and it went about half a meter. And the, the
2: commentators <laughs> went, whoa, that went half a meter. Like, <laughs> it's
3: just <laughs>
1: like,
2: doing Saunders make? impact off the bench is very interesting actually because the first thing he does is yeah the kick that goes half a meter and then the second thing he does is a knock on and the third thing he does <laughs> is throw an intercept pass hey, an impact. Can, we, can we can we talk about Mike Saunders because yes. I'm slightly upset with this guy so yeah, he comes on and it's a scrum immediately. And the moment he's handed the ball, he puts it straight in the scrum. Like he doesn't take any time, doesn't tap anyone, doesn't take a moment to assess things, doesn't even check out the scrum's form. He just beats it straight in. Then the moment <laughs> the ball's at the back, he box kicks it randomly. And he's got this massive vibe of don't think, just scrum off. Don't think, just think. Don't think, just kick. Don't he's think, just that- pass. Intercepted. At one point, he makes him set himself. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a heroic, heroic, don't think, just snipe. Makes a little half break. Don't think, just offload. And it goes horribly. At one point, he does. Don't think, just run into touch. It's great. Like he's, he looks <laughs> I, like he doesn't have a thought the entire game. And I've got huge, I'm a huge fan of that vibe.
3: If you pause the screen when he came on and zoomed in, he's got his wrist tape and it says, don't think on it, just to remind <laughs> him not to think because he was thinking so little. But I think the thing he's, he's realistically going to be known for is he is the first player. Ever for USA to be subbed on in a Rugby World
2: Cup. That's his, he's a highlight of his career as far as. Very cool. It's, uh, so I've just, I've just looked him up and the website comes up with the heading Mike Saunders is one of the best rugby players to ever play for America. Wow. (laughs) Is he though?
3: It's Slim Biggies. It's Slim Biggies. (laughs) Yeah. Is it? Is
2: there another Mike Saunders that played for him? It must be. Must be. Uh, he was a remarkable leader, adventurous and skilled. As a scrum half for the USA, he played 12 times for the Eagles. One of the best players ever. To be fair, he had almost twice the career power with in rugby league. <laughs> so his teammates and peers lauded, lauded Saunders repeatedly for his overall ability. Defence, Passing, attacking Flair, but it was, in the end, his inspirational leadership and intelligence that raised him above the rest. So there's there's an assessment of his intelligence, despite not thinking. He scored two tries for the USA against Romania in 1988, and most importantly, on debut in a warm-up for this World Cup against Tunisia. Wow. I have never heard reference the Tunisian rugby team before. Nope. Do you have but, a score
3: there? Do did they, did they say the score?
2: That would be amazing. Uh, 43-13 to the did USA. Tunisia drop a goal in the second half? <laughs> uh,
3: no.
2: Tunisia Continuity. scored two tries, a conversion
3: of
1: the penalty. Oh, um,
3: oh, I was hoping that last one was a drop
1: off. It was 49-10 <laughs> and then they took the shot and the commentator said, they're really in this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, one day we'll have to do a bonus episode where we watch that game with you two. Um USA
1: me. against Tunisia. I'm, I'm absolutely sure. That Any
3: games with them will probably i
1: I'm sure it's going to be easy to find that tape as well, right? That, that'll be pretty well publicised. <laughs> hey, if and Gary pretty, Lambert pretty was playing it. in it, he will have uploaded it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did. He started with seven.
1: Oh, hello. Um, we we, might, we maybe, might
2: be in
3: it. Maybe hit him up on YouTube and go, can you just post this one for us?
1: <laughs> I assume you've got it saved on private. Yeah. Share it with yeah. The <laughs> Should we He's do a, a YouTube collab with um, um,
2: should we do a YouTube collab with Gary Lambert at some point? You we reckon should. We, should. Yeah. we should? we should get Gary Lambert.
1: When worlds collide, that would be massive, huge. Yeah,
2: it's going to make or break the channel, I'd imagine.
3: <laughs> I think he'd be very upset, and you know, he'd want to just tell you how much he still wants to go back
2: and beat all the teams that he lost to. So that'll be the main talking point, I reckon. It's true. It's very true. I think we should do a watch party of Apocalypse Now with Gary Lambert. <laughs>
3: sounds very entertaining
1: yeah i can't say why that wouldn't have millions of views <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah your world
2: cup final video robbie's my other option now. of course here is that i start my first proper youtube beef <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh,
2: oh. I, I just decide like brian smith and Eddie jones i've just got a massive <laughs> rivalry with gary lambert <laughs> former USA forward I think then you need to do like go the the full Logan Paul and schedule a boxing match Uh, yeah that's where it's got to lead we can be an undercard for Logan Paul and Saga Williams (laughs) I
3: would prefer to watch that
2: I would never (laughs) prefer to watch that fight I would love that I mean I think it's it's an ambitious beef I think are you calling him out now are you starting this beef officially on this podcast? Uh sure, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's official. I'm gonna say it is like corn beef though. It is like like vegan friendly beef. Like <laughs> yeah, it is really you are vegetarian. Down. Like of it's not yeah, it's not a it's did it's did not like say, a full fat beef.
3: Did you but... say corn beef was vegan friendly? I don't it's still beef, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't ever have a vegan come over and go, Don't worry it's vegan. It's corn beef. I have corned beef.
2: (laughs) You'll be (laughs) What I meant was corn, which is a brand of like non meat meat stuff. Oh, U U O R, yeah, and yeah, that was a cultural reference that did not translate. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, guys. And I, I no, I no, you're you're completely spot on. I also thought you meant corn beef, not corn beef. So (laughs) uh... (laughs) apparently,
1: it's not a really massive brand (laughs) (laughs) anywhere (laughs) in the world.
2: So, um. I'm not going to do that, okay. but Gary yes. Lambert, if you are listening, mm. bitch. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mate, I'm going to, I'm making an image of you, just a photo of you tagging
2: him in it and just
3: you saying bitch. This, this is <laughs> Gary Lambert. This bitch. is an official beef now.
2: This is going to be out there. Look, he seems like a great guy, a fascinating guy. I'm going to let him finish, but, um, <laughs> but I... It, he likes hunting. You but Steve, Yeah, yeah. He loves going uh, to the Toinsman. mountains. Steve Toynsman is the greatest flanker to play in Australia against the USA in 1987. <laughs> yeah, oh, Gary, um, Gary Lambert. What a, what, what, a, what a player. What a man. What, what a, a, a craftsman. I he built his own house, maybe. Who knows? We should <laughs> ask him if he's done that. Like, we should, we should ask goes, him. Yeah, yeah, he, part, yeah. And if he hasn't, we should go, oh, okay. So have you achieved anything in your life? Like, what, yeah, what he's are you he doing? He's a professional poker player in international rugby. International in two, codes. He's to a, a he's not bad,
3: but we still want to just take the shit on him. So. Oh yeah, of yeah, yeah, course. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forget yeah. yeah. my my arch rival now. I arch keep rival. Rival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he yeah, he the
2: Brian Smith to your Eddie Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I'm I'm the Brian Smith to his Eddie Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I suppose you probably don't want to be Eddie Jones. No, I don't, know. I, don't and know. I think you want to be Eddie Jones in this case. I, th- I think yeah, yeah, you'd rather be yeah. him than Brian Smith, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should we formally do man of the match and dick of the day then? Yes. Let's do it. Um, yeah, it's I think <clears throat> we should get Man of the Match out the way because there's so few people it could be. So, boys, do you want to do you want to kick us off?
1: I I was just going to say I had one that I thought was going to be Man of the Match when I started watching, and that was Matt Burke. <laughs> yeah. He was born in 1973, Matt Burke, the Matt Burke I know and love, which means that he was 14 in this game, and he was playing so well that I thought I better just <laughs> double-check it's the same Matt Burke. Believe it or not, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Matt, 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 <laughs> Harry didn't yeah, even We, we, there.
3: we, we <laughs> literally went, Matt Burke, this is far too early. He can't, and then he then can't I, be. Then I said it to Harry and I'm
2: like, he's 14. It's
1: definitely not even. I was <laughs> like,
2: maybe he was really young.
1: I he, was, he was just good. He was that good. He
2: just <laughs> can We're saying it's the same Matt Burke because look, it's too confusing having two people with the same
1: name. Mate, there was a, there was, there's another one. You, you say that, but um, Tom Lawton. There's two Tom Lawton wallabies as well. So I don't know what's going on. There's some freaking Sixth Sense weird stuff going on on this Wallaby side. But no, he was going to be my uh, my early pick, a 14-year-old just tearing apart American rugby, but like, it wasn't to be.
2: Like, Matt Berg retired in 2008, and I didn't even question <laughs> no, I him, didn't. him being the same one. <laughs> did you think <laughs> it was the same guy? I yeah, I did. Question it. I didn't question like, yeah, like <laughs> it. I guess it's, it's an really young Matt Berg. Yeah, so yeah. Why, why... I did think he must be very young. Um, <laughs> Very young I didn't put that together <laughs> Wow, well, he, he looked good Like He, he, did, he yeah. could have
3: snuck into a pub or as a 14-year-old he did really, yeah, he did <laughs> yeah.
2: Look, I mean we've already spoken about how inspirational it is that people like Nick Frost can go on and play rugby yeah. after starring in lots of <laughs> big budget <laughs> films So the other Matt Burke, the Matt Burke who played in this game yeah. the <laughs> The less famous Matt Burke, who played in the back for <laughs> Australia, in one rugby. you just figured out existed. Yep. Yeah. 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 That one. So, so he went play, on did to, know to become a lifeguard, and then became a regular on a on Bondi Rescue, an Australian what? TV show. Did he? Yeah. There you go. Oh my! It's incredible. So what he was like he? a like hey. a celebrity lifeguard after being a rugby player.
1: Well, he also left in nineteen eighty eight to play rugby league, like oh, the rest God, of the is, uh, back yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: amazing. I did not know that. There you go. Interesting stuff. Look, I'll go to my actual uh, man of the match. Mm, it's yes. no surprise, yes. so I'm going to say it first. And it was Pap Daddy, Big Pappy, Brett Patworth. That he just lit it up in that second half, and it was enough for me to take out the man of the matchy. Showed a very wide range of skills and just tore up the entirety of USA rugby by himself. Ruined his
2: superpower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry, any thoughts? Uh, honestly, the way I've talked up Pap Daddy, I think it's a one horse race, but I'm going to throw out the curveball. I might just say Michael Liner, considering he was good for 80 minutes, I'm going to say mm. he's probably my other option. Kicked okay.
3: very well. And I-
1: didn't didn't throw the ball away like some of the others. Yeah. Okay, and a good
2: genuine skill set. So we're we're going liner. I did not is. see that did not see that one coming. <laughs> um That's it. I mean I, I feel like it's kind of a three horse race between Liner, big daddy is he's now known, and one Mr <laughs> David Campese. And uh, I'm struggling here because Campo's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of he don't want to give tours. it to him. But he also was the best player on the pitch, so I feel like I should give it to David Campese. Yeah. Yeah. And I spent the first half thinking, oh, this is this is Campese easy. And then Pap Daddy happens <laughs> and oh boy come to wait a minute, Pap Daddy is just two words for the same thing. Yep. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's catchy though. It's catchy. yeah. It's, yeah like, it's Gabby. It you El can't be cabby if you want. Come to come to Pat and Daddy. Yep. Yeah, no. So I changed during that game. Brett Papworth is my man of the match and also my uh, favorite player to ever ever play rugby union and leave to play seven games of NRL, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think he'll ever be overtaken on. I what think that's going to stand. No, I think that's a good record to hold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. So, Dick of the Day time.
1: Who wants to kick us off? Um, I'd love to. Go I think on then. Was- I want to nominate the same player for man of the match and dick of the day.
2: Oh hello. I'm gonna go <laughs>
1: Michael Liner for that drop kick, surely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's arguably the worst drop kick I've ever seen in my life.
2: Yeah. I think I think I agree with you on that. There's also Brian Smith at one point takes a quick tap and drops the ball, which is always always in contention. <laughs> also, Tyneman dropped the ball on the try line, which again is an automatic Ooh, qualifier. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably between Campo and Gary Lambert uh, for me because, you know, <laughs> beef. I'll I was not Campo, Liner. I'll give it to Liner. Yep.
3: Okay. Look, I'll, I'm i going to maybe curveball. I'm going to say just the commentators. Like some yeah. of the nonsense that they said blowing smoke up USA in different moments, they, they talked about, well, when they play their full strength squad against England, it's going to be very tight. As in, like, they were missing so much talent in this match that they're going to actually push England, and they,
2: they definitely didn't. Look, they've it's got 30, players 40, like 60. Mike Saunders on the bench. Of course they're going to push England.
1: <laughs> Gary <Gabriel laughs>
2: Lambert on the bench. Like, mm. The depth that team has. Huge. So I think there's quite a lot of content for Dick of the Day. Uh, I mentioned <laughs> Cody for not taking the ball into the posts. Uh, obviously Michael Line has come up. Dave Horton for both dropping the goal and denying Nelson his full house, which just... <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. David Campese, generally. Gary <laughs> Lambert's for being um, being a little bitch. Um, the, coach. <laughs> <laughs> the coach as well. You can't forget the coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. George Cook, the coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he a bit Everyone. There's a, a pundit at half time that says, and this is a great bit of expert analysis that uh, Tom Shank <laughs> can be proud of. Uh, I think people should watch the second half. <laughs> um, is that just foreshadowing Clive Woodward becoming a pundit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's 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 lots of lots of points, options, contenders. But look, I alluded this at the start. My dick of the day is the rugby for getting in the way of the local news because I really wanted to watch the local news from Brisbane or wherever this yeah. day and about five times during the last 15 minutes of this game the phrase the local news will follow the rugby is flashed mm. up on screen so and weird i i love i love the shot of michael lina taking a kick at goal with just the words local news will be on after the rugby <laughs> just beneath him it's really it's like funny the,
3: it's the opposite of what would normally happen where like the news is on and they've just got like little headings down the bottom about the the rugby result or something it's yeah. the flip of that is the reverse
2: so weird. Like, I've looked at what would, what would have been in the news this week uh, in Australia. <laughs> so there was an election going on at the time. And the day beforehand, the National Party of Australia's campaign collapsed because their party leader was out of the country when the election was called and <laughs> didn't know it was happening. <laughs> so their, their whole campaign collapsed because their leader just wasn't there to do anything. That's incredible. I love and it. That would have been the main headline at the time. That was the main headline in Australia That's that so week. so good. Um so good. they were making sure people knew about it. It's important. <laughs> Make sure you watch, guys. Make sure but you watch. No one knew because of the bloody rug, the rugby, as it's labelled the, the rugby, ruined the whole thing I and mean, then I couldn't find out that I had to be back in the country because I was the leader of the National Australian <laughs> Party in it 1987.
3: Back then, It was probably on our like, when I was nine? I don't know mm. if it was all the way back then, but yeah, that's mm. that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, our current um, prime minister had a little (laughs) holiday and everyone blows up imagine being out of the country when you're meant to be you know trying to get elected that's pretty ridiculous
2: yeah and in the days before you know the internet and the ease of communication yeah like couldn't really organize anything from wherever he was outside australia he's probably in hawaii having a good time oh of course he was uh, so. John Bullish Peterson was his name. And I am... Um, uh, wow, the, the 1987 chapter on Wikipedia page is labelled as Downfall 1987. How's <laughs> awesome. that about the it's, USA rugby team? Or... Yeah. It's very long. So something was going on. It was all bad. He had a bad time. Did, did he go to the NRL after this? He <laughs> went to the NRL <laughs> yeah. and played yeah. seven games. You <laughs> get a lot of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my dick of the day is the rugby. Uh, okay. For ruining the news for me. Harry right, Nelson, thank you for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Where can people find you? Where can people find the, the podcast, everything else, on
1: the sort of social medias? We, uh, we try and be as annoyingly uh, consistent with our posting across all social media. So Draft Rugby, probably Twitter is where we're most active uh draftrugby.com as well we've got our blogs injury awards for super rugby anything fantasy footy that we're doing as well um and then yeah instagram nelson does a lot of graphics and posts through there also facebook so yeah pr- pretty much anywhere you go and podcasts and, and youtube channels as well so we generally publish everything through both channels there as well
2: yeah and absolutely well worth following yeah, yeah. For any anyone, especially anyone with like even a passing interest in australian I'm kind of super rugby it's it's great you're just yes. consistently so, very uh, great thank you thank you for coming on again and obviously again I recommend to anybody as Robbie says with any interest in Australian rugby listening to the Draft Rugby podcast because it's, it's very enjoyable but yeah no thank you again for coming on it's it's always a delight having the pair of you Cheers, boys we, we loved it this is uh, one as soon as you mentioned it we just made sure nothing else
3: was going to get in the way this is the the key part of the calendar for us
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone around
1: you just needs to stop getting married that's it I was going to say, yeah, we missed a wedding tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of ours. So it's just, yeah, don't talk
3: about it.
2: <laughs>
1: Thanks, for this, guys. That was awesome. Really, yeah. really fun. No.
2: Whenever we get onto the next World Cup, we're going to have to try and schedule whichever game a tier two nation goes through a drop goal was behind against Australia. <laughs> yeah, up yeah. against your wedding calendar. Like we're going to have to try <laughs> yeah, and line, yeah, that's and line yeah, up. Properly. That's right. Yeah. Am that's I right in thinking you two boys are at the World Cup next year? Uh, oh, that is the plan. That's the plan currently. Well, we're going, going
3: to be there. So. Look, I mean, are you going to be there the whole time? That's the that's the idea, more or less. I am, anyway.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, we'll, I'm I'm hoping that we can be there for kind of my myself anyway two or three weeks i reckon oh, wow. three weeks and that Great. way i can get kind of four weekends of games would be pretty cool
2: yeah well if you're at wales against australia we won't be making eye contact with you oh, well, um be,
3: yeah. maybe Wait, that's, that's that's the goal we'll, we'll make sure we're all at that game we'll talk three yeah. games so then <sighs> one
1: of us can avoid each other afterwards
2: we, we have to see if we can all make it to a game that australia are going to win comfortably <laughs> <laughs> and someone does a drop goal, maybe yeah, drop yeah, exactly, exactly was the tier D nation go for a drop goal with forty points behind
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's inevitable. That's, it, that's the one that'd be that's a dream, that's a dream, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, cheers, boys, right, um and cheers, yeah, yeah, we'll see everybody thank, later bye yeah, you do thank like you for joining address. us uh, <laughs> please join us next week when the game will probably be England against Japan. But Unless we've not. already done that. Unless we've already done That <laughs> one's <Someone's> gone out <laughs> before this. We don't know what order we're scheduling these in. Um, we might we, have already done that. We've not recorded it yet, but we were tra- who knows. Look, we were trying to keep them in order, but then guest availability and everything becomes... Uh, and yeah. so it could... Look, it'll either be England against Japan or New Zealand against Argentina, unless it's Romania against Scotland. It'll be one... <laughs> one it'll be game one from 1987. Yeah, Yeah. Probably. Um, that yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think most of the games in this World Cup happened in 1987. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's maybe exactly. one
1: exception. So, <laughs> up by the way, guys, for the '91 and '99 World Cup editions, that's the ones that we're really interested in. For the record, okay, we'll make sure we never do them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, rough. All right, but well, cheers for joining us. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all very soon. Good night. Bye.